0: Welcome to Exit a 2010s, we're a podcast, Uh, we talk about the movies of the past decade. I'm Jack Draper, Cliff Williams is with me. Hello, how are
1: you? Good,
0: good? Yes?
1: I'm good. We're (laughs) Uh going to talk about something that's not good. I mean, it's good, but it's not, like, good. You know what I mean? Like,
0: good movie, great musician, the the, the life, uh, we don't, we
1: wouldn't classify as good, but... (laughs) It's, it's not... It's good, like it's a good thing, but it's also not good. You know, that's like how I would say. That's like my also, perfectly yes. like perfectly uh, in uh, detailed uh, description of what we're about to talk about is good well, but not also, good, but kind of good, but pretty good, just, but not good.
0: I would classify this as like one of the greatest musicians to ever live in my mind, so it's it's just like this musician in particular it just happens to have a very tragic story attached. Um yeah. Yeah, it's just a bummer, but I. I it's love this. a bummer. I love this one, I love this one. I gotta be real. Yeah,
1: you gotta. Um, you have to be real. You have to tell the truth. Mm.
0: Sydney Urbeck is back with us. Um, hello, hi. Hi,
2: thanks What's for here? having me back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most depressing episode we could possibly imagine. <laughs>
2: yeah, and yet one. You're welcome. Probably... By the way. Yeah, yes. thank you very much. It's actually one. Um... I'm we have a box more
0: of issues in front of us.
2: Yeah, oh, <laughs> probably one I'm more qualified to talk about than the last one, but of course, it's the true. last one was a lot more fun. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, we instantly thought of you for this one. Like, oh, I'm of flattered. The, like, yeah, what is the perfect ma- marriages between uh, episode and guest that we've had? Um, yeah, it we was know your, like your brand as a as a as a writer and as a, like an. I mean, I'm rolling my eyes as I'm saying this, plus you get, like, a personality on the internet. You're just, like, so in tune for this stuff, you know?
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, I... Um, yeah, I I don't disagree. <laughs> and the, uh, the brand thing, the niche thing, makes my job a lot easier, even though, like, I can, yeah. you know, write about and talk about other things, too, as I did several months ago with you both. But, um, yeah, this is very much my... My jam, Um, the only sort of difference with this film compared to some of the others that I write about a lot is that this one is more of like a posthumous. Yeah. You know, Amy Winehouse didn't like have a flop era and then say, okay, I'm gonna make a doc to like try and come out on top of it. And I'm gonna know construct a this is different this is like somebody
1: there isn't this overarching career arc there isn't this Mm. huge tapestry of a life and i mean there is but like there isn't this like you said there aren't these peaks and valleys i mean there are but it always just leads down to it just leads to just the like uh, tragedy of a conclusion not like a and and the arc just it doesn't feel finished
0: the arc just happens to take place over a few years it's not an entire decade which is just all the more hard yeah
2: but of course she didn't author it at all um is the no. the big the big difference between like you know most documentaries music documentaries we see these days at least are very much like brand control opportunities yeah. and this is not that at all this is this is closer to something like um like Whitney that came out several years ago
0: or, the, or any Tina of the Whitney just, Houston docs out, uh, a few months ago.
2: Tina's definitely different, but of course she's like one of the main voices in that film and she's alive making it. And Amy Winehouse, of course, was not. Um, she hadn't been dead for very long when they started working on this film, which is an interesting conversation mm-hmm. to have. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I know I... That, um, just started had the idea for this after senna so it's like 2011 senna comes out and uh also she passes away and, and then it's just like to work on this one um i i remember just yeah actually i'll save that but um yeah maybe we should get to like the first first time that we saw this um sydney would you like to go first
2: sure i so this film came out 2015 i saw it I would have seen it that year on DVD. I think there was like a big home video component to the rollout, and I my household was included in in that. Um, in 2015, I was 19, and I think that I, I learned this week that that makes for a different watch from when you're, you know, only a couple years removed from how old she was at the time of her death that definitely made for a different viewing experience this week. Um, But I haven't watched it uh, since seeing it for the first time until this week. It's not one that I've like felt the need to seek out in the years since, because it's obviously a bit of a downer. And, um, you know, Tina is another film like that, where I saw it recently and thought it was fantastic, but I'm not necessarily running back to until I, you know, I might write about, it or something at some point but i'm just it's it's heavy it's it's and that's another difference between it and a lot of the pop star docs that are really popular at the moment is just the how much they bite off yeah for amy yeah yeah
1: it's interesting like we were talking about 20 feet from stardom two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we kind of discussed of how like how a lot of it feels sanitized in the sense of what it's taking out of it. I mean they talk about a lot of different stuff, but there's, you know, for some for a lot of it being about rock and roll, there's not much sex and drugs within that documentary. Um and like we talked about I mean I think we kind of talked about this either Maybe in our Sugarman episode, we've just, the other thing we've had to say is, like, we've covered so many music documentaries in the last four episodes. It's an interesting trend,
0: I was Yeah, expect to get
1: the winners. It, it it's um, it was weird, it was just came in such a cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, for you to have, like, the rights to a lot of these songs, you have to get somewhat of an approval. Usually, I mean, con- all these contracts are different, so who maybe I'm like, you know, uh, generalizing here, but a lot of the times you do need like that sample of approval from the people you're using the music from. And so you're they're not gonna if they see like, you know I mean this happened with somewhat of like with Rocket Man or with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody obviously Bo Rap is much more notorious in that example, but like they like, you know, Brian May and the other uh, other people of Queen had to say, yes, you can put put this and you cannot put that in this documentary if you want or not this sorry this biopic if you want our music to be featured in here because we have the final say so we're producers and it's not necessarily exactly like that with documentaries of course but it is in a similar like how you know everyone has that curious like when you hear all of this kind of music like well how did they really structure getting all of these rights because if you're if you have you know if you have a steady media diet of like documentaries music videos or whatever like if you know about film and like the process you understand how complicated getting rights for music is. I mean, look at YouTube right now. And so it is interesting when you just, the moment you start thinking about that, the moment your cynical brain kind of takes over and be like, well, so that means someone had to okay this. And if they okayed this, what was left out? Um, So with it being posthumous, I'm not saying that didn't happen because I have no idea of who has control over Amy's estate and her music rights, but it's believable to think that it, that the, it wasn't much of a factor as it is with like, you know, musicians who are living. Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually I, like, have really been Eilish reading quite of
0: it. Came out a few ago.
2: Totally. Yeah. I've been reading a lot about how Amy was, how they went about that. And, um, Kipadia described it as quote, somewhere in the middle of authorized and unauthorized, um, because, Amy Winehouse's family at the, from the jump was very interested. He, he'd sold them on the idea of making this film. And then that's why they, and also her label was, you know, in a way that might be worth questioning a little bit, very keen on having him make this doc. And they, he made it. And it was only as it was, as they were screening it for the family for the first time that her dad sort of 180'd and was like, I wonder why. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, it looks, so it's and, and, interesting, and like... I guess
0: it's also worth pointing out that Mitch is not too happy with the betrayal. Um,
2: no, he's really, had. he really did not yeah. like this film. I like an, like, apparently, those.
0: like, everyone else is okay. Like, we're just like, yeah, I mean, like, it was just footage, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, for sure. Because well, it's, it's, it's like with biopics, like, you want um, enough of a sign-off that you can actually make use of the art that like drew people to this subject in the first place. Um, But you don't want, if you have like too much control, you start to get into revisionism, which like, you know, with my work, I take sort of for granted. And I'm I'm more interested in like what's been revised than in the fact that there's been revisionism. But, and you know, in this film, there's been things that have been left out probably more so for time and pacing than anything else, but that are also worth talking about at some point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, be- before
1: also, we get to I... Jack's first experience with the film, uh, Sydney, what's your what, what's your experience with Winehouse? I with just just gonna, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna ask that too.
2: Um, it's a good question. I very much was, I always thought she was talented, um, but mm-hmm. I would be lying if I said that I was on board while she was alive, I sort of was within that age range where like, I've you know, there's also, there was a big divide between the way that the British press was covering her and the way that North American press was covering her. And I got, you know, Amy Winehouse, I didn't get Amy Winehouse, the artist, the like musical genius. I got Amy Winehouse, the like train wreck who was all over tabloids, who'd be spoofed. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm thinking, I think it's like, I I still am, but as a kid, I was really a big fan of those movies, like date movie, epic movie, disaster movie that do like spoof everything. And I think she is a character in like disaster movie where there's, they make fun of, I don't know. It's like the same thing. It's very similar in some ways to what like Britney Spears, how she was being portrayed in, in the press. And like, I think, The two of them are aligned in a lot of interesting ways. But to come back to, you know, answering the question, I got really into Amy Winehouse after she died um, because I sought out the music for the first time in a way that I hadn't previously because I'd never felt like I was being encouraged to do so. It was, like, not part of her. It was not part of the way she was being framed by anybody to me. Mm -hmm. It was like, there was Mm -hmm. no real reason. Um, And you know, if you were, if you lived in the UK, I don't even think her first album, Frank was released in North America, um, if I have that right, and I might not, but basically there were several years that like her UK listeners got before she started to be sort of a mess in public. And um, so North Americans knew her almost exclusively as this like, very troubled figure Um, Mm -hmm. but as an adult I have a lot more interest in her and also just a lot more empathy in general because you know I was a huge Britney Spears fan as a kid and that didn't stop me from being like you know making jokes about her on the on the playground when she was going through hard times so it's one of those like
3: yeah it's
2: one of those things I it's I think I'd love to be able to lie and say that I was not among the people that used to make fun of Amy Winehouse's low moments but it's almost pointless because I think this film like this film's gonna implicate you regardless somehow. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, tell um, me about seeing the film yeah, for the first yeah. time yourselves.
0: Yeah. I uh, I also think it's not it's not it's not hard to just chalk it up to like it was the early to late mid, it was like the mid to late 2000s like we didn't know better but but also, it's it's like I guess that's like sometimes the best excuse we can come up with with the way we'll that
1: we'll talk about it more because I have a I stars, have a few points so on it. We'll we'll imagine. talk about it more for sure. I saw this a few
0: years ago, and I didn't see it in 2015, but I saw it a little later. I don't think I knew um, this one. The this won the Oscar. I didn't really. I hadn't seen Senna, but I I had always known the poster of Senna. Um, so I guess like <laughs> unconsciously I'd known who was Steve Capadia K- was, um, but what I did know was in the White House because Back to Black is one of my mom's favorite albums and it was <laughs> all constantly on when I was a kid. Like just, I had, we, I don't know about y'all, but we had a family Mac, like just one computer when I was a kid and, it was, and like everybody revolved around it and back to, I feel like Back to Black and like the A-Team and... A few Jack jo- Jack Johnson albums are, like, in the mix of... And also, like, music when my mom and dad grew up and stuff like that. But there was a few that they pick uh, from the 2000s that they always have on. And uh, in, that, in that case, like, just... And every one of those songs are bangers, first of all. <laughs> and they're just all... Um, I, I feel like I've always known... Them like this wasn't the first time uh, listening to Winehouse and uh, it it always it always just like been in my life. I feel like that I've always known this voice and I always respond to, to this voice. Um, and I think I I I was trying to like remember the reason coming to the dock in the first place. I think I I knew it was Winehouse and and also like this was maybe the, one of the first times that I, I had reg- registered a twenty four as a Mm. thing like i it was this maybe i had seen rum around the same time maybe spring breakers around the same time which i remember without looking at letterbox but
1: um i mean it was like they did come out i mean uh, you said you didn't see it in 2015 but they came out like in year, like pretty close together i mean like they were yeah i think i I, think
0: ex machina too like i uh, yeah yeah um
1: all the 2014, 2015 kind of range. Yeah.
0: Mississippi Grind, maybe I saw. Most violent year. Also 2014. Yeah, like it was definitely A24 on the rise, like we've talked yeah. about a few times. Um, but no, I, I just, I think at that time too, like I wasn't as in tune to it as a viewer as I am now. So I I knew that something wasn't right with Winehouse that, from the footage that I had seen. But because like i I couldn't register it as like we cut to talking heads and people were like explaining it to us like it was just footage that we were seeing um I don't think i I had the impact like I had now, like you uh mentioned earlier, um because i was I was so much younger and I was so used to doc filmmaking being a certain way um and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I've always just adored about this films that. There there are no interviews. The interviews are, are all audio. Um and you, that's that's your story being told right here. Um Yeah. How and many times have you is, seen it? I think the, this this is the um these are the uh the only times this this one and when I saw it um coming to it when I only knew it as a wine house talk. But um mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, I'm. I'm really glad I, I got to see it again because this the story is, is so. Um, it kind of like lives over the surface of pop music today, and it's like, it's not like we didn't appreciate, White House when she was here, but um, this this movie just more celebrates her than it is like uncovering a new singer like Sugarman does, right? Um, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I I adore it. I think it's great.
2: It definitely like puts forward this side of her that I think was really buried by the press. Um, As soon as there were more like exploitative ways that they could sell her image, it was sort of, I mean, I knew those singles, the singles that I'd heard, like I thought were great. Um, But you know, I, I didn't know, I saw this, she died when I was 15, does that sound right? Yeah, she died died when I was 15, so, you know, 10 years ago, and I remember when I heard that news, thinking it was sad, of course, but not being entirely surprised by it, because it was almost like the press had been counting down, um, there were some really, like, horrifying headlines from around that time, just before she died, that were basically captioned, like, still going, still going, like, not yet, um, and... It's. It is. I. I really do think. I have to be. I have to be careful wording this, but I really do think that. Um, you know the Britney Spears. The worst of the Britney Spears. Press had happened within the preceding few years, and I think if Britney's story had had ended there, or gone gone about differently, Amy's might have gone about differently. It was like, there was this like necessary reckoning that needed to happen um, with journalists being like, oh shit, like, hey, this had a tangible impact on somebody's life that it, it felt like a lot changed after, after she died. It was like something was finally, people finally woke up to this idea that you shouldn't be, you know, camped outside of somebody's home waiting for them to take um you know to take a stumble just so you can capture it and that kind of thing i think there are really interesting and and there's interesting things to say about the timing too in terms of like um lady gaga was sort of coming up around the same time and has taken mm-hmm. over certain lanes that amy winehouse had occupied um mm-hmm. once she had once she had died and it's it was a really interesting time like the late 2000s in in music but particularly in the way that journalists covered music and, and so on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic points. Like, I, like you say, you know, this kind of reckoning, I think, yeah, it's one of those things where with Britney, they felt like maybe, oh, you know, she's still alive, she's functioning or she found some, some form of redemption. And so, what we did wasn't that bad like we can like it it didn't show them that there has to be a limit because there's like a you can actually like maybe the president realized they can actually kill someone mm. um which is what i mean Definitely which is what they kind of did i mean but yeah. we as a culture we kind of killed amy winehouse I, I i know that's maybe sound hyperbolic but it doesn't feel like it just, I don't know. I was watching the whole thing. I'm just like, this like, we killed her. It wasn't like some outside force. Like, a lot of tragedies, I feel like, in music. It's a lot of these crazy, not crazy things, but like kind of very rare. Um, Like, the two people I started thinking about while watching this. Um, are two people who I recently discovered their music, for, like through them dying, that's like them dying was the catalyst of me going through their music and enjoying it and becoming big fans. Um, and this is through like my prism of my musical interest, which is rap music. Mm-hmm. And in the last three years, yeah, last three years two like, you know, um, uh, Nipsey Hustle died in 2019. And Pop Smoke died in 2020.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are the two people who I've just gotten into via them dying. I didn't really, like, it was their, them dying that got me into their music. It's It feels such, like, a morose or, like, fucked up thing to say just because it's, like, I only got interested in their career because they died. But it's, it when you see the waves of appreciation and, like, reflection, like, a culture has when someone dies, you start... You just kind of feel like you need to reassess, like, well, what what was their effect on us? Like, let's, let, let me try and piece it out. Let me try and experience it. And Nipsey died via a gunshot over a personal, you know, a personal vendetta. Pop Smoke died in the middle of a robbery. It's, those two deaths are very different than what happened to Amy, obviously. Those kind of, fr- like, rare, like, Things had to align in the sense of other people had to commit certain actions that would lead to their death. But it it wasn't – they didn't it, – it, it, I can not say if that's any death. But I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, it wasn't a self-destruction and it wasn't something that we could all control, I guess. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything about Nipsey Hussle's death. I couldn't do anything about Pop Smoke's death. Most of America, most of the world couldn't do anything about that. But I feel like most of, like – almost us as a society could have done something about Amy Winehouse's death. Right. I mean, and, there that, was the domino and that just like that led to theirs. But yeah.
0: Hers was just more over over years. And then like there were peaks and valleys. And then, like there, I mean, there exactly. There's that harrowing moment at the Grammys. You know, she she wins record of the year. Tony Bennett says her name. And then she pulls aside. Um, I think it's Juliet. And she's like, this isn't any fun with this is boring without drugs. And it's like, I think that's the moment we lost her you know, there are many moments we lost her, but I think yeah. that's sort of the highest of the, of the, uh, or the lowest of lows. Um, it's really, and, and I think we all are, are aware of the 27 club and the fact that this has sort of been a pattern for however many decades is also, um, <laughs> really chilling, but, and, and yeah, we all no reach closer to it. Yeah.
2: I think, Like, this story
0: is one that has... Oh, Okay,
1: what's your history with uh, Amy Winehouse? Oh, uh, real quick, then let's get to what Sydney was talking about. Um, I... Nothing. Nothing. I have no music... (laughs) I just... I'm so limited in my musical knowledge. We talked about this on 20 Feet of Stardom. Uh, I just... I'm just now trying to explore... I'm just trying to get into more music. Like, now, like, me and... Because you were one one of those
0: people, like, shaming Amy Winehouse, right? Is that it? Like, you were one of those...
1: Late no, top, no. I, I mean like I didn't I wasn't even yeah. aware of her music that much. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't like two thousand eleven. Right. I don't know. I was just in a bubble. It I always imagined that she died like years but like two like early two thousands. I don't know why. Well, I didn't think was shocked to find out
0: I think for me, like I, I'm I'm also with you that I had um the mindset that she died not in twenty eleven but a few years earlier. And it's only because I think back to black came out in 2006. And so it's it's interesting yep. for that to be as popular as it was. And then like all this happened, and, like she, you know, she gets mm-hmm. to, back together with Blake, grandmother passes away, goes to that island to like have some self discovery. So like there's milestones with her life that just sort of, that then doesn't end the way um, like she thought because of so many things Not like you know, going in her favor. Um, she yeah see something else.
1: And so this was the first time I watched the movie, and this was like so this this is all like new to me. Um, but Sydney, you were gonna say something before uh, uh, we got off track a little bit. What was what was your point?
2: Um, just that you know, like I was thinking about comparable people who've been kind of hounded and bullied by the media, and what separates you know the UK technically had already had their big like. Gossip industry has Prince, tangible implications. Moment with Princess, Princess Diana. Diana. What yeah. what separated this story from that one though was that Amy Winehouse's story, as with Britney Spears, um, her story, it's wrapped up in the in the advent of like digital gossip blogs um, and like yes. the the internet coming the the gossip the gossip industry finding its legs online. Um, which it had really like these were their cash cows. It was Amy Winehouse and Britney Spears stumbling around their respective
1: mm-hmm. cities.
2: Like that was there was like millions and millions of dollars just in, just in that in those two women. Um,
1: it became an industry. The, yeah. yeah, like, them just like com- like it like an actual industrial complex of just gossiping about two people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's um. Horrifying. But, you know, another thing I was going to say is, like, there's been a few, a, a few like, facts that have sort of put this story into perspective for me this week. Um, one of them is, like, okay, so Amy Winehouse, I believe, is born in 83. 83, yeah. Which means that, you know, like, right right now, she would be, you know, she's two years younger than Beyonce. So, like, Amy, Amy Winehouse would be a 38-year-old, 37, 38-year-old now. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was sort of interesting for me to wrap my head around. Another thing was that she only released two studio albums, um, which, you know, to put that into perspective, like, it's like nothing. Like we were just starting to see her bloom as an artist. Um, and I'm trying to, I'll compare it to something. So like Britney Spears puts her first album out in like, I think 99 and the second one in 2000. Like Britney Spears in the same amount of time had put out like four, three or four albums. We got like, you know, very little in terms of actual work from her. Is that a delivery?
1: (laughs) Hey the delivery. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast recording without it yeah
2: better,
1: um better not come Yeah, that. I don't
2: know if that if <laughs> I don't know if that like resonates at all but those those things have been really you know I've spent a lot of time looking at people's like like the facts of different people's careers and that for me was a really wild one that you know she puts an album out in 2003 another one out in 2006 and then never again um yeah. you know then, which like, also those, means that few, from
0: like, renditions the lioness one that I mean. you 2011 comes out posthumously. Yeah, um, I, I guess like I, yeah. I sort of always, I've always was kind of that, but no, I, I, that's what you mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, so there's the you know that also means like 2007 through to 2011. There's no new music in like album form, which is for a 20 something musician very unusual. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like her that that compilation album is an interesting. Thing you mentioned because it's one of several things that her label does immediately after her death to capitalize on it. Um, the film is sort of the second thing. There's a lot, you know, a lot of Amy Winehouse's story has happened after her death, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, um, because there's so many, you know, they're making Amy
0: Winehouse live at the BBC comes out, but I think uh, that's also something that yeah, that could be. Um during That's a good question. After, yeah, um, I, I which is also a great to, album. Yes, it's interesting that you. I, I like live anything, so I'm, I'm always down for that. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the amount of work that pop stars will put out in such a short amount of time. Because, like, think about an example that instantly comes to mind is Billie Eilish. Like, Billie Eilish is like, young, like around eyes age, I think a few years younger, and has already done so much, like, like record winning grammy winner um like (laughs) there's decades of uh work that's that she's going to be doing but but like already so much talent even when she was younger than where she is now there's her talent came so fully formed and and mature like years beyond her age um like a little bit like that clip of it's almost like a famous clip now of um Amy Winehouse hanging out with friends and they're singing happy birthday and she, she sings happy birthday, bolts out this, this note. And it's, and it's like, who is this? <laughs> and it's just a home video, but mm-hmm. still it's, it's like, uh, decades ahead of, ahead of where she was now. She was like 14, 15 in that, uh, clip. If you guys know
1: which one I'm talking yeah. about. But... Yeah. I mean, it's the opening of the film. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sydney you were talking earlier about just the mind boggling fact that it was only stu- two studio albums um, I'm just trying to imagine like some of my favorite artists ever if they were if they you know if they stopped at two
2: mm-hmm. like, it's like wild
1: but it's wild in the sense of like well what music we would have we wouldn't have given but it's also wild in the sense of like how they would be perceived like one in particular that i'm thinking of and you know of course he just released his new album is tyler the creator Mm -hmm. if he had stopped if somehow whether it be his death or just what like or it just he retired from music or anything if he stopped at wolf he would be declared as this aggressor this like someone who just wanted to like trigger people and you know cross every line possible Homophobic, like he would be viewed so differently than he is now after Cherry Bomb, Igor, um, you know, uh, uh, call me if you get lost, like, and like the difference, like, just the way he's matured over that time, and the way he's like in how, uh, more of his personality has developed, his aesthetic has changed, um, mm-hmm. he's taken different, like, much bigger risks in his music, like, he nowadays, like, he thinks, like, uh, uh, was it? What's oh God? I already forget his first. It was a goblin. Like he art. He, like, he thinks goblins like trash now. Yeah. yeah. Like he. Like he thinks like there's like maybe two good records on that, but it's like awful. Mm-hmm. And that like that progression of time. And if you just look, and so if if he just stopped at two, that's just cha- That changes everything about how we know him now. And so right. imagining Winehouse, who's like how we view her now in the sense of even though there was a lot of years when she didn't have that third album, it's, it's crazy to think, yeah, it's like that two, that, that fact, it's only been two albums. I'm just, it's kind of, I I didn't think about that. I mean, I, I, maybe initially when I was watching the movie, like, oh, it was only two albums, but like really how it just changes your legacy, not just who, like, not just your music, but the legacy of who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And also how big,
0: how big black, Back to back was just like she got to coast off off that. I mean, not coast, but like there, it was so beloved that she was just like, I'll
1: tour this for a it. It was,
0: yeah. Um, and then I can, I can it, was run, it was a career
1: defining album.
0: It was a decade. Defi- I mean, for for me, like from what I for the True. amount of exposure True. that I had for it, like it was the defining album of the, of the 2000s. Um, well, it, truly it was just is just so like deserving, too. Like, it's incredible. Album, yeah. Yeah. T- oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's like a no skip album, but um, you know, one thing like an interesting part of this conversation with respect to Amy Winehouse specifically is that you know her first—I don't know what, um—how familiar either of you are with her first album era, Frank, but she looked different. Like she was a different looking, different sounding artist. It was, the, the like, bob, right? it was just like it was like, yeah, it was like back to black. She had just gotten her kind of visual shtick together. And mm. it's so interesting and sad, of course, but interesting to think about what may have followed. Like, if there, there's this al- alternate timeline where she does get better, um, or is on some sort of path resembling recovery, where there's, you know, there would be a whole decade since then of, of potentially new music. And as you said, Clay, like, It would. It's an opportunity for a lot of artists to be able to sort different things of themselves out. Um, Because yeah, it's. It was fascinating for me to sort of put together this week that like you know the go to Amy Winehouse Halloween costume was like a. It was a. It was a later development. It was not one that she she didn't come Mm -hmm. out of. You know, into the public eye like fully formed in terms of that image she looked quite different she was um you know part of the story is that she drops a bunch of weight gets a bunch of tattoos um it's like there's a total overhaul of her visually that coincides with her sort of um starting to go down a certain path
1: yeah it is like you when you think of amy Winehouse when you think of you know like I feel like when you think about almost any celebrity, there's that like the, a certain look that pops into your head. Like for people, like for David Bowie, it's him in like him as like um what's his alter ego Stardust, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, David Stardust. Stardust. The first ones. Yeah.
1: You they imagine like with the lightning bolt across his face, like something that's like the picture of Bowie. Mm-hmm. With you know Merk with like Freddie Mercury, it's like him in the white tank top at um, Live Aid with you know his his mustache, and it's like you have this direct image. And when you have an image of For Winehouse, with it's like her the long hair, at the back OT. to black. Yeah, exactly, yeah. back oh, to yeah. black uh, um, era and like that image of herself. Um, and so just to really picture how. How that could have changed because obviously Bowie changed after Ziggy Stardust. I mean, and I mean Mercury. I mean, he didn't have as much of a chance to, but you know, like there was, you know, I get Wait, how much? How long did he die after Live Aid? But like, Not too long. you understand my point? I'm like six,
2: seven t- years, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there was like time that passed, but like at the peak of their look. But the peak of the Winehouse look was her end like that yeah, was it's, what it's very much the latter
2: part of it i mean ziggy stardust yeah. is a fascinating example here because i think that's like his fifth album like he'd yeah, had like,
0: that's like fairly early several to sort program. of
2: early but also five albums in like so there, yeah. there had been not two yeah not two like there'd been several years of like dicking around and everyone you know if you know anything about david bowie's origin story he had it was there was a lot of stumbling that happened trying to find his sound and his you know what what was going to make him different from other artists and it took it took quite a few tries to do that like he had you know multiple stage names initially multiple iterations of his band which also had different names and it took several years it was like 68 that i think he attempted first attempted to really get into music and it wasn't until Seventy three or four that he really like breaks through.
0: I mean, his first record was a folk record. It wasn't even something like experimental. Pop. Yeah, was, yeah, weird, weird timeline. So yeah, like
1: imagine what like it. I mean, I guess this is it's the same conversation over and over again. But, like imagine what she does after this. But it is one of the, like music in general. I mean, I guess any kind of celebrity is so defined in the way people look at it by arcs. You know, we all we like to mythologize. and We also like to Add a storytelling element and in, in, in a of describing a person's life, first yes. act, second act, second act, third act. Yeah. It, we we move a, like we move moviefy people in our heads. We like sometimes.
0: to play detective, yeah. yeah.
1: But we also like to play like narrator in the sense of this is what they were at the beginning. This is what they were at the end. And this is, like, all, like, we, we like. I mean, I guess maybe that this is speaking as, like, people who watch a lot of movies and watch, like, biopics and stuff like that, right. where your mind kind of goes to that, like, um, like, that, like, narrative, like, or narratorized um, telling of a life rather than just, like, something that's life, which is, like, 80 years or 60 years or 50 years. Like, it's, it, it, you play it out in, like, two hours. Um, but with, and, and so it is, like, That arc, I mean, you know, Amy Winehouse does have an arc, everyone has an arc, whether it be how short or how long, but to have, but like, you can just, but you look at any other musician, I mean, not any other, but most musicians, and you're just like, well, there's, there's just like a lot there after, after Mm -hmm. that, like, that, like that low or whatever, and you see it play out. I mean, like, freaking, like, how much, how much drugs did, um uh did uh oh god i'm so i'm blanking on his name uh lead singer of rolling stone um mick jagger mick jagger Mick Jagger, yeah sorry i know brain fart i i i woke up <laughs> at four thirty a.m Just just let the listeners know for <laughs> it 4 a.m today and i have to work a little bit um but no like well, I, it's mick also jagger, like you know
0: like the things like um the most obvious things that you're thinking of can sometimes so still, still the easiest you're like oh, oh yeah god, for like sure the, yeah so
1: that's for sure but like mick jagger did god knows how much drugs in at his peak you know like all these like you can name so many different musicians who have like very publicized like britney Spears, of course um you know like like they are you know Mm -hmm. like just the lowest of lows but they're still here with us and so not to have that reconciliation period and i mean going going back to bowie he had the addiction to to coke exactly Release. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Really and is. there's a whole other story after that. There's the before and after for so many musicians. Of course, like, but I mean, it, it, I don't want to sa- I don't want to make it sound like that. Amy's the only person to die of overdose in the yes. musical industry. There was a plenty plenty of people. But yeah, with yeah. her, it feels so I don't know, it feels like she got less of a chance than a lot of others did. And totally. which is because she died so young.
0: And yeah, I, and I just with so and much I think... with only two albums. I think that the film just, like, lays out the timeline incredibly well. Um, like, there's no convolution as to, like, when, when things take take place where. Um, and it's inter- interesting to bring up, like, the awareness that we have for so many pop stars now when, like, the treatment for Spears and Winehouse was not all that long ago. Um, but we just like to mythologize yeah. that it was that long ago. Like, I remember... Shortly into or shortly before the pandemic, I think it was shortly before. But I don't love this musician. But Post Malone, I remember there was a few Mm -hmm. this going. So like there were a few videos of Post Malone at a a few concerts, and he didn't look well. He didn't look like there, (laughs) and I think that he was just drunk like usual. But I think fans started to notice like something is not like usual. And it's interesting that we can now look at people with a magnifying glass and sort of detect when when things will start to hit rock bottom because we've been here so many times. Um, and Postmolin wasn't doing well, yeah. of course. Like like he's, he was just drunk that night and like many nights after and before that. But but still, like like people were saying like, "Oh, is Plasmon an alcoholic? And should we take more concern into this?" But that's that's an example I can think of very recently, or it's. Yeah, the um, like littlest we've, of details, we've littlest of pickups, yeah.
1: there's a whole narrative that's addressed to it. Like, just the mm-hmm. moment they make one misstep, we're all, like, worrying, oh, is this another Amy? Is this another Brittany? Like, like the moment an artist gets a DUI, we all have flashbacks to just, like, any, any like, tragic, you know, tragic instance of alcoholism or uh, drug addiction that's happened in, like, the biggest titans of music.
2: To come back to what you were saying earlier, Clay, about, um, you know, how we, we don't get the, like, redemption arc. We don't get, like, the story after the lowest low. It's, that's one of the we reasons the that I find. Act. Yeah, there's no right, it is, And it's yeah. one of the reasons that I find, like, Tony Bennett being a significant part of her life interesting. I don't know if it's, like, common knowledge necessarily, but Tony Bennett had that moment. Like, he is a recovered, um alcoholic for sure and I think also drug addict and that happened like before the 1980s when he had this you know he'd already been famous for a while but he had this really interesting um, reinvented second act that was spearheaded by his son taking over as his manager where they had him on MTV and they had him interacting with a lot of younger artists to sort of um, freshen up his image and Amy Winehouse is sort of part of that in the sense that she's He always tried to keep a connection to youth culture, and these are things that Tony Bennett at this point is known for, most recently with Lady Gaga. But that is all part of his second act that follows him, you know, getting clean. And I think it also makes the fact that he had taken such a liking to Amy really interesting and had empathy for her because he'd been there. And, um, yeah, it's like a. It's towards the end of this film that he appears as a character, but there's a there's a really interesting sort of juxtaposition there, where it's like two endings to the same story in a single mm-hmm.
0: frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. he's he ends the movie, and sends uh, says yeah. something along the lines of, "Uh, she should be recognized." Along the lines of. Billie Holiday or Elizabeth Fitzgerald and he's absolutely right. Like that was a very keen mm-hmm. eye to, to have for this, this sort of ta- like once in a life gener- once in a generation talent. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that, it's just, yeah, it's just such a bar. Okay? <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, though he, lo- though he lost, lost, yeah.
2: Although, you know, that scene where this he move- presents her with her Grammy that I find like a really triumphant yeah. I, that scene broke me this week just it was like the part of the yeah. film where I just like lost it um, it's such a nice moment I mean it's there's a sad there's like a, a, a tinge of melancholy to it obviously but it's a really nice thing that, like one of her idols got to one of her idols who thought she was on par with all of these jazz greats presented her with this Grammy I'm like I love the the like candidness of that clip when she's having she's watching him from a distance um present it
1: yeah yeah I've always her reaction to Justin Timberlake's album is like oh, yeah. is it really so called funny that? Yeah. it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny it's yeah um and
0: like I've always read that clip is like she's just in shock as a fan like she doesn't even Register that she's just won a Grammy. Like just the fact that Tony mm-hmm. Bennett said her name is just like enough to, to like pass out. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: But you know, that, yeah, that and, scene yeah. is like, and sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I, I lost, I lost my thought like usual.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to say that that seems an interesting lead in to talk about how, you know, like the, the narrative, the script, if you will, for this film is everybody's interviews. Um, mm-hmm. And her own, you know, what clips they had of her speaking. But there wasn't necessarily a, a bullet list of events that they wanted to tick off and that they'd include. So there's stuff that's, you know, interesting things that are left out of the film. And I, I don't think in, in the interest of, like, um, slighting anyone or trying to deceive anyone. But, you know, that scene, for example, like she is only in a different country watching the Grammys and having that presented virtually because she failed the drug test and couldn't come to the Grammys. Um, so there's oh, stuff wow. like that that's interesting that I think like colors certain scenes differently. Um, mm. I, I don't think it's like a loss for the film. You know, I, I'm not suggesting that they should have painted Amy Winehouse to be an even more um, flawed human than they than they already did, but there are interesting Things that are missing from that story. You know, another one is that like she was arrested a few times for physical violence. Um, she was known. I mean, I've been, I've been reading a lot about her this week, but she was known for walking around, you know, Camden and going to bars. And if someone said something to her that she didn't like, she would t- punch them out. Like it was, it was uh, part of her rep was that that was included in there and so there's things that i think maybe the film i mean i'd be curious to know if any of them were intentional omissions in the sense that it was like just easier to not yeah have to address them somehow
1: it's one of those things where it feel like we've talked about this as we've discussed the documentaries of the series it's like like with sugar man when they introduce the idea that rodriguez is this insurmountable um instigator of like the revolution against the apartheid it's one of those things like well you can't just introduce that idea and just not touch it it's one of those things like you 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 have to like you you, sometimes you bite off uh much more than you can chew so it's one of those things where you're like when you look at a documentary and you feel like, or you're curious, well, do they leave out certain information that probably could have accentuated the film? And uh, then like, you kind of counter that thought with, well, if they introduce that kind of idea or that kind of topic and they only like do pay like lip service to it, Mm -hmm. is that worse? It's like, what are you missing? And what, what, you know, what does, I guess it's like, does it color your full opinion? Uh, including that in there, even though it's not very extensive and maybe doesn't deserve the, it doesn't get the time it deserves. Cause yeah, I mean, I was even looking at this and like, well, it's only two, it's like two hours long. This is a documentary. When I first before I pressed play, obviously it's like how, you know, like it- most document is like an hour and 30 hour, 42 hours. Yeah, like yeah. W- it's crazy. And like, you know, and even though she lives such a young age, it is such a rich, rich, rich life. And of course you're going to be missing stuff. And, it is one of those things as someone who just doesn't have much exposure to her that I have no idea what's missing. No, like, like I, I mean, I probably could have guessed that she got in a lot of fights. I probably could have guessed that maybe she failed a drug test, but like maybe there's some really important stuff that I don't know. That's not in there. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like,
0: yeah. And then you always go back to like, what causes the aggression, what causes the drug habits. And then, I think the movie tries to answer that with like the uh, parents separating and not really maybe having a, a maternal figure to, to turn to like, like she could um, if her parents and maybe students did together. I, not like we're here to like diagnose how traumatizing a separation may be. Um, although in the case of Winehouse, there is there's like time spent there and um, mm-hmm. the strange relationship that she may have with Mitch may
1: may contribute to. Like but, like, they spend much more time with her father than they do her mother. And, like, what yeah, led to like, that decision?
2: Yeah, so I, I was reading a little bit about this today, and I gather she's, on the whole, just um, sort of a shyer figure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, the director had only nice things to say about her. She It sounded like she was not unhappy with the film, but her husband was. Yeah. um but she is like that's another example like of a notable absence in in a whole character that's largely missing from the film because
1: um, i was shocked when she appeared in the grammy scene i'm like oh she's there
2: mm-hmm. like
1: I, I just it seemed like at t- times i'm like oh she cut like uh, amy cut her out of her life and i'm just like well no i guess that didn't happen like obviously mm-hmm. they still care for each other and it's yeah. in in I don't know if what I'm saying is a criticism. It's not not a criticism, but it's one of those. It, but it it's is just that more of it's an that overarching right? question of like, what do you include, what don't you include? Because because yeah. it's not like a narrative feature. This is someone's life. Yeah, you're right. choosing what to omit and what not to admit, and even more and so like,
0: than if you had an Amy Winehouse biopic, Or it's like you're like I think yeah. that's even more strategically making the decisions to just make a better story. Um, but I think what's interesting about it, Minehouse is that um, uh, more than who's left out of her life, it's who's kept in, right? And then you have like Blake, who is just no good. I I Mm -hmm. do not like this person. Uh, I'm going to be real with you guys. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and I think then I think the other key moment early on in the doc is um, having the producers change. I I can't recall the name of the fella, uh, but he's just... He's you the, mean the agents? Yeah, the yeah. Oh, yeah. The agent becomes the producer. No, is that not?
1: No. Well, it goes from Nick, who is like her main agent, who works with a firm, and they become very close. That's like early on in her career, and they start together. Like while she was like sixteen, and he was like nineteen. Uh, she gets she gets older. She gets bigger. She meets Blake. She gets more into drugs. Yep. He's, and They alcohol. break up. He says, "Stop it." Well, he has an affair. I forget. With yeah, no. Well, he's she, having she an affair does. with Amy. Oh, that's she. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he
2: that's goes right. to prison, right? Like that's a big, that's another. Like, I think, really relevant part of her, yeah, psyche yeah. around for, this time for is drugs, that the right. man that she's like wildly, dangerously in love with is in prison, um, and she makes lots of references to that on stage and. Um, and I
0: mean he was kind of inspired back to black like her her heart was broken like they're each other's
3: loves yeah
2: I mean one of the like I think one important clarification that this film makes about her life um, and that was a life that when I saw the film for the first time I knew like virtually nothing about as I was saying yeah, is that you know there, there are stars that crumble under the pressures of fame and that's you know, fame may have sped up certain things or worsened certain things in Amy Winehouse's story. But one of the important things that this film clarified for me is that there was a pre-existing um, issue there. Like she had, yes. she was a she was a kid who had always been on antidepressants. She was bipolar. She, you know, like stuff like her, um, you know, eating disorder and that there. Mm-hmm they had all been planted all of these seeds prior to her becoming famous it was really a matter of like the p- particulars of which drugs and um obviously the stress level which is a relevant part of of that but i think that's an and interesting um, alcohol was an under thing to for all know right right and it was ultimately the you know of all the currents it was the one that killed her in the end is the alcohol mm-hmm. and not you know yeah. Not the other things, even though the other things probably, or may have, I'm not a doctor, but may have contributed somehow to the, to the end.
1: They say in the doc well, that that's not it's what a the, mix that's of not the, the alcohol doctor and is. the eating disorders. It's, but like the eating disorders and the alcohol is usually, is like that, those two are like the leading, or led to, to heart issues. And it's. It's it, So it is kind of like that thing that fame, or I don't know, I guess maybe fame didn't introduce her to alcohol, but well, I, it, it feels like that's the thing, like that's alcohol comes with the fame. Yes. Another interest, like it, in another interest.
2: important clarification, though, I should say is like the doc makes it sound like her heart just gave up. Um, but like the coroner's report from her actual death was that she died of alcohol poisoning. Um, and, interesting. Yeah. And so other people speculate that the other things probably worsened things, of course, okay. or made her her body weaker overall, but that what you hear in the doc is very much like people close to mm. her editorializing what they think happened. Which I think is interesting too. Like it's it's there's an interesting case study happening here when you choose to construct a film solely off of yeah. like audio testimony, how reliable all of it is. Um, yeah. And you know I think like he said that he, everything that was said, he'd make sure it was said by at least a few more people so that they could sort of corroborate different facts. But of course, like the specific, yeah. the wording that people use or the how dramatic they remember a particular event being, like that's all, that all comes back to the like, you know, fallibility of human memory and, and whatnot.
1: Are these people telling the truth too? Like it's one of those things where like sometimes her friends like bring up these very specific stories or like, like the story of, I don't mean to sound cynical here, but like the story of her at the Grammy party saying, This is so boring without drugs It's like that probably happened. Like there's a seventy five percent, eighty percent chance that it actually did happen, but like the twenty percent chance in the back of my mind is like, let's look at that's such a I don't know, it's like a of course she said that. You know what I mean? Like it feels so like appropriate and feels so obvious that it feels like Yeah it kind of feels manufactured. Like, it's one of those also, things, like, of course, everyone...
0: You could say, oh, um, this is so not fine without drugs. But then, like, you could follow... She could have followed it up with, oh my god, I just want a Grammy. Like, you could have, like, caught it into just what fits the, the story.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, because, like... I don't know, it's one of those things where I'm like, she's dead... Sorry, I like. The, if, sorry if that's on curt. That's like, correct. She, yeah, like, but, God, um, but it's like she, like, it's hard to be like. Well, she is not here to confirm any of this, and we, and a lot of those interactions that are just between those two people, like her friend and her, at the back on the side stage, like they can't cooperate. That, that's right. I unless there was like a stagehand who heard her heard that conversation. There's no. There's no, like, evidence that that was true, like, that, those, that, those interaction, yeah. that interaction and those exchange of words actually happened, and so you're just gonna have to be like, that's probably true, why would she lie, but in the end, it's like, there's still that doubt, because so many people in her, in her life betrayed her, and lied, and like, and, like lied to her, but, I mean, not, maybe not lied, I guess that's, but they, they betrayed her trust, for sure, that's definitely, that's all throughout this documentary. And so why aren't, so who's to say they aren't doing that now, even in the afterlife?
2: Well, this is sort of what I was getting at at the beginning of this chat, which is I'm so used to covering films. And like, this is most films like this that come out these days where, like, if I use Miss Americana with Taylor Swift as an example, she said, okay, here are certain years of my life that I really need to like comment on and spin so that mm. I come on, come out on top of this and here's what we'll include and here's what we won't include. We're management. not we're not going to talk about my parents divorce but we are going to talk about X and Y and Z and like here, you know that sort of thing. And this is the exact or I should say, you know, in reviews of films like Miss Americana, the big criticism is like this is so manufactured. This is so stage yeah. managed. How much control is too much control? It's
1: brand management. It's a tweet. It's not right. like real
2: and this is the exact opposite. It's like, as if we're talking about ethics. It's like, how do you make, how do you um, ethically make a film about somebody who literally cannot weigh in, who can't say yeah. after the fact, you know, I sort of wish there'd been more attention paid here, or like that story, you know, to come back to that example you were using, like I don't really remember the conversation happening that way, or or that kind of thing. It's yeah. it's, and you know, in that sense, the film. I don't, you know, a lot of reviews of it were saying, you know, and it does all this without being exploitative. I actually think it's like, I wouldn't call this film not exploitative, but it's sort of necessarily so, like necessarily exploitative. It's a film about, about, it's an inherently exploitative story, if you're going to tell. Yeah, I don't know how it's
1: not like the existence of it is exploitation.
2: Right. But there are, of course, like filmmaking choices made, like a lot of it relies on the like Ken Burnsy panning across like, yeah. an unflattering photo that she probably not would, would not have chosen herself. Um,
3: yeah,
2: And so like if there are any things to be uncomfy about watching the film, I find that it's those things. It's the way that they. It's the. Reliance on the like spectacle of the same spectacle of Amy Winehouse, the mess that the press was also really like heavily into at the time. It's like how much, you know, this is a, a question that's come up with the framing Britney Spears doc lately. It's like, at what point are we just like repeating the same kind of um, exploitation, like sort of voyeuristic mm-hmm. watching a train wreck unfold kind of thing.
1: When does it become informative and empathetic? When does it just become entertainment?
0: Right. And and I also think with, with framing Britney Spears, like there were some fans and journalists I interviewed, um, I believe, like skewing information, not the filmmakers. So it's like what what do the participants of the doc have to say that maybe not the filmmakers intended to say? Um when I saw framing Britney Spears, I did not know that. <laughs> so I so I learned that after the fact and, and learning information that maybe wasn't true that uh fans just like skew toward their favor to like make make public and maybe like manifest that um but with Amy I think but that kind just, of thing
1: could can... be very true in amy like yeah. like the thing of like how what you just brought up, which is great, is like if the interviews there were trying to shift the narrative to a certain way. It's hard, like, oh, who's to say that's not ha- what's happening here? I mean, there's, like, obviously there are probably facts in here that can be, like, easily disproven or whatever. Or when, I, when I say facts, I mean things that one of the, you know, like, one of someone says. Like, something that, like, uh, whether it be her agent after her, um, her first mm-hmm. one, Ray Ray, um, and, like, uh, his, her, her um, father like maybe they one of them or how any of like the people who are kind of deemed as you know the allies to her maybe there are um juliet certain things they yeah, say Ashby. that can be categorically proven to be untrue but okay. it's like when it, it but a lot of it is just so like well they could just be crafting their own narrative and the yeah. filmmaker has no that's the thing I would hate to be in this position because I would just be like I guess I have to include this like I am making a film of this but it's it like it's so ethically fucked up it's like when like I don't even I couldn't I couldn't do it I think I just couldn't bear the weight of just like it's depicting someone's life and having them not be a part of it
0: yeah it's a lot of responsibility yeah
1: I'm um, no go ahead go ahead she
0: she just um she never wanted to be celebrity <laughs> it's it, we well, never cut yeah. to uh you know some home video at the very beginning she's like mom dad one day i'm gonna be on that stage and there's nothing you can do about it you know there's there's not one of those yeah. ones and and like there, there's that interview in, the, in uh i think it's the first hour um she's like i don't know what i'd do I, i'd go mad you <laughs> know like just to have <laughs> um having to go walk down the street and uh a sea of cameras flashing behind you while you like wear a hat and sunglasses that's that's terrifying <laughs> you
1: know? um, yeah she sounds so like you know, dreading it
0: right right because it's almost like she knows it's it's coming um and the i mean we we previously mentioned uh the british press uh being all the more mm-hmm. mischievous as uh as opposed to the american but the american press is like you know
1: that's Nowhere near off the hook. In this case, they were actually the funny thing is the British <laughs> press were better in this case, which is right. almost usually not like I, I mean, well, okay, I'm not saying one like uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. The British press have <laughs> be careful. They <laughs> were the first. Pr- they were very like like the Princess Diana thing. That was the British press. That wasn't the American press. So they they've had this view. I mean, the whole thing with any of the royals. Look at what happened with Meghan and Harry this mm. um, last year. Um, it's like the British press are particularly ruthless in a lot of different ways than we are. And so, but this was the first time that our press, the North, North American press was truly like it came from, well, when it comes from a different perspective, like as Cindy has mentioned many times, they had much more year, like more years with her, more years to calibrate their perspective and opinion on who Amy Winehouse is and her music. So, but it is interesting to see the kind of dichotomy of like, like us, the American press didn't kill Princess Diana, but the British press didn't really kill Amy Winehouse either. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, like, it all comes back to the idea of like magazines you bought and links that you clicked yeah. on and yeah. that feeding a sort of demand for certain kinds of stories. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's another conversation that's come up a lot with respect to Britney Spears it's like as I said earlier like as a as a Britney fan I was still I mean I was also a child so in fairness to me but I was still making mm-hmm. jokes I was still laughing at other people's jokes i like oh yeah same it feels lazy to say you know it was a different time but it's true that it was a different time it was like a different we didn't talk about women the same way we didn't talk about mental illness the same way or addiction the same way and for the most part we've like i won't say come around on but we've made a lot of progress in certain respects we've acknowledged it at the very
1: least we've acknowledged
2: it we've acknowledged it but you know occasionally i always i see when i see things like you know like the sad affleck meme memes, plural, like it makes me nervous, right? For the same reason where it's like, aren't we trying not to do this to people anymore? Aren't we not trying to like chase them to rehab in their car? And like, I think about, um, you know, those pictures of like Jennifer Garner driving him, like going to like, I think in and out and then going to rehab. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a meme and you know, that's one of those interesting things where it's like maybe we've started to talk about this with the women but we haven't really extended the same kind of grace to male celebrities going through this um you know another really interesting like in in frame comparison is with Russell Brand who I sort of had forgotten was a friend of Amy Winehouse's
1: same I mean, I didn't know in general, but I was just like, "Oh, wait, those are two like like you've mentioned, like when you mentioned with Tony Bennett, yeah, same problem, different endings."
2: Totally, and he's someone who's like totally reinvented himself in the aftermath of his recovery, or he sort of reinvented himself as his recovery. i I read both of his um, like his first two memoirs that he wrote, but you know, it's the it's fascinating to me on some level that she was surrounded by people who had been through similar things and yet no one, like nobody could actually help her cross that bridge. Um, And I guess like one of the more controversial plot points of this film is the like, how the lyrics of rehab are pretty much autobiographical. Like it's her father that intervenes in some sort of, Crucial moment where she really—they probably could have helped her, but she had, you know, she was making a lot of money and she had places to be, and
0: like my one, daddy says, one thing I'm fine, was, like that's kind of stands
2: out as yeah. yeah, like it's a one thing was prioritized over the other, and the same thing has happened with lots of stars who've been, you know, experiencing personal turmoil, but who were making some people a lot of money and. I mean, I keep coming back. Yeah, to like they, Spears, they're but... employing,
1: they're employing like an entire company of people. That's the crazy thing I think about when you're famous is that you're responsible for a lot of people's livelihoods, even right. if maybe it's like, like, like the roadies, like, or the people who just like manage, like, who just manage the instruments, like, or whatever, or like the people who drive her places, like that's their career is you. You're responsible for that. Personal right, shoppers, exactly.
0: like, just go out and get groceries for.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything. It's like, that's where you get your 401k. That's where you get your health insurance is from Amy Winehouse being a star and going on tour. Would you guys ever want to that be that pressure? What?
0: No, I was just, I was just kidding. Like, would you ever get, would you guys ever want to be famous?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, that's funny thing though. I was going to mention this 20 feet from stardom asked that very question. Would you want to be famous? Would you want to be the backup singer or the lead singer? that responsibility that pressure it holds on you and a, a lot of people i mean are there's one particular singer who says at the point that if i was like if i broke out i would be dead i would be dead i would like if i wasn't if i didn't say a background, background singer if i like broke out and like, gained a god of success and fame i wouldn't be here anymore and you think and you see what happens to amy and it's like well she loves music so much and so pu- like not pure about it, but she has this real connection yeah. to it. And people talk about it a lot in the doc that it's like, well, if she was a backup singer, what, maybe we wouldn't get back to black, but like, I don't know, like would she, but she might still be alive just because of like getting just less attention.
0: And I mean, even, even with the vice that mute, that songwriting and uh, performing provides, even, even with the outlet, you still, you still have all these all these things piled up, um, on top of one another. I, I'm not sure if we've. I think we have, but I'm not sure if we mentioned the words "eating disorder" because it's like it, it came up, yeah, as something that, that it did, like, yeah, yes, we yes, okay. predated her being that,
2: famous, yeah,
0: yes, because that whole scene when she talks about being in that record studio and like eating and like ordering that large plate of food and then like throwing it up only to make more room for for Like I, I know that that's a thing that. That happens with some folks that, that go through mm-hmm. this, but it's just um that's towards the end of, of the doc and, and just like hear about that piled on top of the drugs and the alcohol. It's like, oh my gosh, that what you're doing to that to that poor body. It's it's just yeah, it's um and it's all done uh talking about it. Like you never see it and um that's and again, like that's just something something I didn't register the first time I saw it. Um, where it's just like, oh yeah, I, I understand something bad happened here, but I, I didn't see her like, um, go through any of this I just heard it. So it's, it was just like a different meeting now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I interrupted um... you earlier, Sydney, about rehab. I'm so sorry. What, what you were saying about the song, how as like, a like their, the connection to like what the actual lyrics were, weren't, um, um i don't.
2: I don't I think i got my thought out just that that song I, and it's really interesting where like her most famous song is the one that's the most like you know self-reflexive slash creepy slash you know with respect to her actual life and the way that her story ended it's like um Where, like, the headline, like, the joke was already written. I remember when she yeah. died, like, that the joke had already been written that she, you know, they had tried and she'd said, no, no, no. And, like, it's, it's really, I don't, of course, think that you can't plan something like that. That's just one of those, like, sick jokes of a person's, yeah. like, artistic career where you, you, I mean, there's a lot of, like, again, there's a lot of comparable, Britney Spears stuff in terms of subject matter of her music like Amy Winehouse was very much singing about being troubled singing about like having a habit for falling in love with people who are bad bad for her singing about loneliness and depression and like that's you know being sad is what unites all of the different manifestations of her sadness that she experienced but one thing one thing that did come to me again was like you know Mark Ronson is another interesting part of this story where he facilitated her sort of chart success helped to of course and then again Lady Gaga swooped him up and it's um, you know, like Amy was gone but the, the infrastructure around her just continued with Yeah, other people who could still continue to make them money and art and yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Motown. They
1: just went from artist to artist, trying to like instill the same, like you said, infrastructure. I mean, it is crazy to think. Look at the same producers, like the producers who are linked to just like generation-defining music. Like, like one guy can can be like responsible for all of your musical interests just because they produced x y and z mm-hmm. but then they control and you z, like,
0: like they, they have you linked to a certain contract and then like you're supposed to yeah these requirements and it's very troubling yeah
1: it, but they all have it planned out it becomes this such well-oiled machine that they just apply it to different people and it becomes kind of scary when you think about it because we're like we're, so we're not mechanized. unlocking
0: anything new the music industry is terrible <laughs> like, <yeah>. it's, true. <laughs> it's true it's true uh, yeah it's, it's true. we're only like uh restating and it's it, just going back to Rehab for a second. Like I, I thought about it on this rewatch. Like Rehab is a banger. Like it's a catchy song. Like the like the <laughs> chorus is great. Um, it's it's like so jazzy. Um, um, but it's terribly, terribly sad. It's a sad message. So it's like, are we? I could never in, listen to it again. In the yeah, right. <laughs> it, well, I mean, I've just I've heard so. Like I I said, like I've heard it so many times. It's so not like. I, I can't not listen to it at the same time, but I understand where you're coming from. So it's almost like, are we complicit in the joke? Like, do we do we engage with this even though we've we've been through um, yeah uh, her story now and and uh, we've
1: lived through the tablets. So. Us listening to that song now is kind of exploitive. And I'm not saying that we're, but, but I know, but that sounds like a judgment. It's not a judgment because it's it's music, it's art. We all have to like it. it, it we all have a different relationship to it. But it being so like, it being like so. Uh, what's the fricking word, man? I'm already just I'm just forgetting words today. Uh, We've gone. things that shadows like a Chekhov's gun, like it. Uh, foreshadowing. It's such a foreshadowing song of what happens it's like it, it's so it's so eerily creepy like i i don't know but the thing is it's not even that song for me is that i can't listen to that anymore at this I, as someone who never really listened to her music and i think from what i've heard is extraordinary it's incredible yeah. it's amazing i'm never listening to any of her songs and that's and I know that's a crazy thing to say, but it's one of those things where if I'm listening to music, and it, it, it's hypocritical because I, I still listen to Pop Smoke, I still listen to, you know, Nipsey, and those deaths make me very sad, obviously. Like, Pop Smoke in particular, because he was so, like, he was 19, he was younger than me, or not like, 19, he was, he was 20 when age. he died.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's our age.
1: Um, he's younger than me. Like, it's crazy. And so, but with... Amy just watching this doc and seeing it all unfold and being, it, it being so slow and kind of torturous just to witness. It's like, if I listen to her music again, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because I'll just think about it. Yeah. It's um, not that it's not good. It's not that I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm being responsible or like, whatever. It's like, I, I can't remove myself. It's like a lot of like, yeah. it's a lot of times we have this argument of, can we remove the, art, from the artist, and for different reasons, for very sure, different sure. reasons from, like, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. But, like, um, it's not, and, and a lot of times, it, for me, at least, it's not because of my morality, it's not because I have, like, these just, moral, like, I don't listen to Kanye anymore, it's not because I'm, like, I can't, I, I am putting my foot down, I don't like his comments, I don't like his politics, I can't, I just can't listen to it, listen to it without just thinking about it. And that's mm. the thing. It's like, I can't enjoy it. Why would I listen to something I can't enjoy? Because but I just think about something I guess so you, you always else. have
0: to, you have to like always um, preface that by being like, but back to Black is a masterpiece. But um, yeah. lay, uh, lay registration is like one of the great,
1: albums yeah the decade you but know, like, if like i'm listening to music to, to others, chill
3: out
0: i, I suppose yeah it's true it's all I,
1: preferences no. but like if i'm listening to music to like enjoy it i can't listen to certain songs just because it or yeah. ma- it just makes me think about stuff no, i don't want to think yeah. about yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's valid um and I um, so like just I, I just like, found it really interesting because i'm like this is this great artist that i'm just i can't listen to now <laughs> Not really. It's
0: almost like I should have made you listen to Back to Black before watching this, just to be like,
1: yeah. And I was yeah. planning to. It just didn't happen. I was planning to like binge her music, and I just like just That's I didn't get around correct. to it. Uh, if you ever change your mind,
2: I think you still should.
1: I think I should. I still mm-hmm. should too. I guess I yeah. I might need more distance from the. Mouth, I was just gonna, honestly, was just gonna
2: and it. you should take it. Take your time, and then at some point, she has just like a total. It's a catalog of total bangers. And I' my mind off, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: and that's yeah. totally fair. you know this is probably an interesting like this is a useful lead in for me to say that um Kiparia, he said, you know one it, on the topic of like we can't interview this woman about her life, we can't get her mm. like written testimony. one thing that he did have were her lyrics, and that's why they're such a big part of the film, like on screen, um. The same guy that did the like titles in that film also did like Slumdog Millionaire. Like he's his, he's mm-hmm. his whole thing is like being able to, you know, effectively put titles on, on the screen. But Amy is one of these artists. There are lots of artists who like, they don't officially sing autobiographically, but you can project things and you can assume that you know. And that's like what, almost. It is, goes like, back to this, psychoanalysis.
0: Like we just want to assume things about. Right, and that's
2: life. a huge part of what I do and write about and whatever, but you made a uh, career, in I Amy's case, yeah. <laughs> it's just... I, have, I am trying my best, but you know, in Amy's case, like, <laughs> she actually sang autobiographically and would be the first person to tell you that, like, a person, part of how he organized interviews for this film was figuring out who she'd be, been singing about in a given song and then trying to interview them, asking, like, she's at least like a voice. It's her, it's a real voice there. They're like real stories and emotions coming through.
0: Interesting. I think, um, I think, yeah, you always gotta be careful about like, what is, what is authentic? I guess it goes back to our, our thing about um, Kapadia, kind of like playing detective and cross-referencing Um, different people's testimonies because then it's like okay so what kinds of pieces will fit together with others and if it like checks out I guess
1: yeah like with what Cindy's saying about you know um with Cindy like with what you're sorry I lost my train of thought with what you're saying about like the idea of him doing this kind of interrogation of the lyrics like he's like what does it mean let's figure it out like He's And she's like, yeah. he's using people in her life.
0: Cause I think to... uh, there's an interview with Kapadia where he's like, all the answers are, that, that was sort of my, mm-hmm. my first clue in, into figuring out uh, this person's life. It's just like, what what did they, what did they write down? Cause um, I think a majority of, of her songs were written by herself or with a few other people. It wasn't like others would write the songs and then give to Amy. It was just, um, so it must, it must mean something significant, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, not to say something really obvious, but he picks very particular times for those songs to play. And, like, he picks certain lyrics of those songs to illustrate different, you know, where we're at in the story. Um,
1: it feels very meticulous and precise a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: yeah. It's, it's just, for some reason, it feels like... You know, it's a person's life, but it also feels so existential when you're watching it in the sense of, like, there's this constant thing about Amy and the way she's been perceived, like, legacy-wise in her career and her music. She has an old soul in a young body. Mm-hmm. And that old soul feels so... I had this like I don't know if it's morbid, but it's this weird thought I had watching it in the doc and having the thinking of that constant theme of old soul, young body. She's like uh, I think her his her producer that she works with a lot, uh, Salame. I I forget his name. uh, Salame.
2: What's his last name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yes, he lives in Florida. She went down um seems like yeah yes that is it that is it It sounds yes um seems like maybe her biggest collaborator in sense of like creative outlet like like artistry and like her music is like probably her biggest collaborator
2: yeah he's definitely one of them Um, yeah
1: he says she she's this six. She has a six year old soul and a thirty year old body, or something along the lines, so a twenty year old body. And and you pick and you think about her life in that frame of she's already she's already lived sixty years, or like she lives faster than we do. And like it, it I, I had this weird, just this weird idea of looking at her life and her in like basically the arc of it even though we've talked about, like, there's not a ton of arc, but with what happens in it, like, we talk about, like, a lot of this film is within, like, a th- few years of each other, and it feels like a decade. Like, the idea of, like, from back to black to her death, well, that's, like, a five-year interval, and it feels like a lifetime. And it's, like, one year for, or, like, one year for us is, like, five years for Amy. In that in a lot of this film for me it's like that old soul feels so it feels like she's just been like she just ages more like rap ages rapidly in the sense of like she's she lives more than anyone else does because it's like her she has this maturity in this like um this like her talking about her lyrics at like 20 or 19 or 18 or whatever it be and like her doing those interviews like during the Frank era it's like it it sounds as someone who's been in the business or who's done music for 30 years someone who just has a great grasp of their art and what they want to do and their purpose and their intention behind she's their very
0: art intelligent
1: and what experience. they want it um, it's that but it all it has this like experience to it that she just hasn't lived like yeah. the what like this yeah. the her overall like her her view of art itself, and you just look at it, and it, it's she is just truly an incredible person. That like, even if you take off like like you know a lot of times people mythologize or like put people on a pedestal for if if, if they feel like they've had it like if their life ended too soon. Obviously, this isn't really the case because there's plenty of issues to talk about with Amy. But you get but sometimes it becomes hyperbolic, or you just start you start you don't see them as a person. You start seeing them more as like a mythic figure. And it's like, and to that, to some extent, you're always trying to stay away from that because you want to look at a person like a person. You don't want to create this alternate reality or like, you don't want to make them some other per, like it, you, that's when you start kind of like distancing, uh, the, you're like that you start, you kind of lose the empathy in the sense of like, you're thinking of them as a deity rather than a person who has their own demons. Um, but with her, it's like, just seeing just a lot of those moments of her like brilliance it's hard to it's hard not to recognize it and it's hard not to like incorporate it into her overall legacy and it's like she she's lived she's just lived she's just lived more than almost any other person in who who died at 27 like it's just those 27 years are just, she lived a lot like of can be the lifetime place. of five people combined yeah yeah um
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean like the idea. To come back to something we were talking about earlier, with I've I have my share of artists who I've only really gotten into after they've died because I've been so wowed by all of the like tweets that were fired off in response yes. and like the the pieces that were written in the in the name of mourning. And I I sort of I it's been sort of subconscious, half conscious on my level, but like I really believe in giving people their due flowers when they're around and sending off those kinds of tweets now and not the day that they've died only. And like, I think, you know, one example of that is Madonna. Like that's why I try and you're going to see a lot of, you know, it won't happen anytime soon, but when it, when it does, when Madonna does leave this earth, you're going to see a lot of tweets and responses to that that sound like people, you know, didn't spend decades like shitting on her. (laughs) And I just, I would rather, you know, I would rather take like a complicated figure because she is complicated and imperfect in like the way that some of the most interesting public figures, Amy included are and giving them what flowers they deserve now and not saving it all for like the day that they, the day that they are no longer here. And I mean, I'm, I, -hmm. I think I've tried to do, I sort of like, it's part of my professional practice now almost Mm -hmm. is just like, okay, what is this person doing well now that I'm not going to take their, I'm not going to wait until their death to recognize or admit to my friends or my, you know, like that part. I think that's the part of Amy Winehouse's career and the way that she was talked about is, um, that's really fascinating is that the artistry just took a complete backseat to everything else. And of course, there was tons of it um, to hype up when she was around. And there were, of course, people doing that. I'm not going to suggest that nobody was doing that, but it would be great if like, that was at the center of the conversations we had about artists was the actual art and not um you know the, the personal lives and everything surrounding it can be very important and relevant in some cases to the to the work but it would be great if we you know if that was like a central tenet of what of how we talked about these people yeah did that make it's, sense
0: it's interesting it no, did no it did to, talk yeah it like, did, for sure um anyone has passed away Grammy winner, but also at the same time, we bashed her for being uh, lazy, um, unmotivated, alcoholic, a partier, mm-hmm. aggressive. So it's like she was celebrated for Back to Black, but still, like treated no um, nowhere near as uh, beloved as if we did her music as as if she were a person. Um, but going back to There's what even, you mentioned about Madonna, yeah. I think similarly about Taylor Swift because I think Taylor Swift um, I have mixed feelings about. I think she's a very good songwriter. She's a very good performer. As a person, I don't know because she's done some questionable said and done some questionable things. Um, and I and I I think it's gonna. I I mean, all these people we mentioned. Obviously, it's gonna be horrible when they pass away. But like, um, Taylor Swift, I, I think they're that there will be some romantization um, with the legacy. Because um, I think it yeah. already is going, to, yeah, they're, it they're already it, has been yeah. with Miss Americana, you know, um, but different, different circumstances, I understand. So,
2: But, you know, it's, 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 it's true. It's a good point. And like, um, even in that scene where, scene in Amy, where she is nominated for a Grammy, I don't remember who it is, but the presenter who like announces her George nominations. Lopez. Makes a joke about that, like someone's gonna have to, you know, let her know, wake her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake her up. Yeah, it's like, and so you can be, you know, as far as being a musician goes, there's nothing bigger than winning a Grammy. Um, Yeah, it's like the top of your game, and still, there are jokes made at your expense because you are sort of a a bit of a mess, and that part
0: is really unfortunate
2: in hindsight.
0: It's also interesting, like the Grammys, the peak of. Your career but then what you do after the grammy which unfortunately we didn't really get to see with winehouse that's also like will that be like their sophomore slump or is it going to be
1: yeah it's like just more of a time. rise it's, right yeah because something it's that like... i noticed
0: with both with this in framing britney spears is that lots of the male dominated um like of uh, course like uh, talk show hosts or personalities they yeah. go for the easy bait. And, and of course I think we all, this is again, nothing new, but it's, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a bit troubling to see like 10 to 15 years ago, just how easily they were got off and without criticism. Um, and Jay Leno is someone that appears in this and in of Britney Spears. It's like, oh, really, is this the material that we're going to go with tonight? Um,
2: yeah. The Jay Leno thing is interesting. Cause like he shows up in Amy hosting one of her first huge like American performances. Yeah, right. And then later yeah. he pops and up Letterman. again to be yeah. Anne Letterman. Yeah. Um and it's it's true. It's like late night on one hand, like late night hosts, that's their job is to grab the low hanging fruit. And but you know, it would be really great if we have all these reckonings like way after they were sort of needed. And it would be really great if we could have yeah. them while they were while they were needed. And mm-hmm. Amy, it was—it's a really a missed like a missed opportunity there, and one that people will regret forever. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shame that she like needed to be this like sacrificial artist who died in order for people to learn that we can't do this to people, we can't do this to human beings. But I think that is part of her legacy, un- unwittingly, obviously. But she. I think the reason we keep talking about other artists in relation to her is because she's taught a lot of people, a very basic empathy lesson. Um, and that's part of her story the same way that, you know, it's also become part of Britney Spears' story, even though she didn't intend that either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. uh, The culpability thing of the talk show hosts, um, yeah, I started, like, I, I, one of the first things I said, I think, um, talking about, like, on on uh, this recording is, like, we're all, like, everyone was uh, culpable. Everyone was responsible for her death. Like, like we as a society killed her. Like, she didn't overdose. Like, I mean, it, it I don't know. It It's, like, of course she had her own demons. Of course, like, before she got famous, she, there was already issues that she was dealing with. And so it's, I, I, I. I I kind of meant that. I mean, I still I I do mean it honestly, but I, I understand that it's not it's a much it's very simplistic, um, to say. But like, just thinking about the things that people say and how it can just, especially just like media titans like a Leno, like a Letterman, like a Fallon, like and you know a Kimmel, like Kimmel, all these yeah. people.
0: Yeah. It's it, I mean, because they go hand-in-hand hand with the press, right? Like, we didn't know the amount of power they had until Winehouse passed away, right? That, that was the wake-up yeah. call.
1: I just, I just, like, I keep thinking, like, when we kind of talk about this, even though this, this is a person who's probably, who's not as bad as Leno, as in, like, their history with this kind of ribbing, but, like, Letterman's, like, the Letterman interview that came out with Lohan. Oh. Um. Like... Truly, I mean, of course, there's a clip later on where Letterman tries to kind of, like, make amends and saying, like, you know, like, you know, I you know, like, he's trying to, like, later, I think either, like, later on that episode, as, as like, she's obviously, like, upset and he tries to, like, kind of walk it back and shows, like, he has, like, empathy for her and stuff. But what he did say was just, like, the way he was treating her face-to-face even, which you mm-hmm. don't even see, like... That's like the, a lot of the jokes that. Could you see, remind like, me what was said? Because I think
0: this went viral a few months ago.
1: Oh, I mean, well, it was just he was just like talking to her, and so, like he just kept asking her, like you know, like making like short little jokes about like her drug use and her alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. Just like her, like oh, yeah. her in and out of rehab, like making fun of it, like busting like to types. to her face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like. It's really gross. It's like kind of disturbs me, honestly, just thinking about it. Um, even though, like, obviously, I made of course, like behind, like I was joking about Lohan, and like, I, I think that's the thing why it's so disturbing is because you feel so responsible for it because you're like, I made those same jokes. Ooh, I mean, 95. I didn't say it to Lohan's face. I've never met her, but we were all like, but we're all responsible for that kind of behavior. We like Letterman wouldn't make those jokes unless people found it funny and people did. And like and it's one of those things. And I'm not saying I'm not like trying to pick it's not, this is not my vendetta against David Letterman. This is I mean I, again he's better than most of the talk show hosts who've done this kind of thing. Like Jay Leno is a fucking disaster. <laughs> um like he's fucking like Jay Leno fucking sucks, but like Letterman of course, you know, every as every comedian who who's had a career has very, you know, who doesn't have great skeletons in their closet. Mm-hmm. Um but like Letterman is very much but I guess this is what I'm trying to say is I think I see those examples. I think of those clips and I'm like, yes, comedians tell really bad jokes. And yes, that like they should be held responsible for it. But on the other hand, it's like, well, we kind of made them make those jokes in a lot of ways.
2: But I will say like none of us were adults when this was happening. Like I I think our this generation – our generation is being very like proactively like this is our fault we did this we were all culpable somehow but i also think yeah but what about the adults who were actually running the magazines yes. and were running like writing the jokes on late night and you know yes. that's i think ultimately it's uh, it's good to remember that a lot of the people taking blame now falling on our swords have no real sword to fall on like we were raised by this generation That was making the jokes um that's Mm -hmm. like something to keep in mind for future like the only thing we can do at this point revisiting is good um having these reckonings is good but the only thing really ultimately that we can do is just not repeat it um going forward and
1: that's true yeah it's
2: very true
1: Yeah, it's hard. You want to. I guess it's like sometimes when you like see that no one, no one else is taking responsibility for it, and you just feel bad. You're like, I guess I'll take. I guess I'll be the person who says I'm sorry. Like a lot. Like that's at least me. A lot of times is like I'll apologize for something that like that wasn't really my do. It's like when you hear something bad happen to someone, and you're like, I'm sorry. And it's like, well, you didn't do anything. I'm like, I know, but I'm sorry.
2: It's a big woman thing. So maybe you're just a woman.
0: That's possible. (laughs) Okay, that's possible. Um, I I find it kind like, of wait, annoying. a car
2: accident um, that I was three subway stops away from, I must have had something to do with it. I'm really sorry that, that
1: happened. Yeah, exactly. Illegit, yes. It's <laughs> always that. It's like like they hurt themselves. I'm so sorry. Like it's I don't know, it's one it's that empathy thing. It's that you know, I'll fix thing the car for like,
0: it, you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not I, even
1: I do anything, it's just like I say I'm sorry, and then yeah, I'm like, alright. Yeah. All right.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I find it really eye-opening too. When uh, Amy's like, uh, "If I can take it all back, if I can just walk down the street and not have anyone hound me, I, I could." Because it's like, yeah, of course. Like, who, would, <laughs> who, who would want this now? Now that we've seen over and over again um, the amount of times and what it does to you people. Also, I wanted to look this up to confirm it that we are near days away from Amy Winehouse's death anniversary which is more, again Jesus. very morbid that we're talking about this so she passed away in July 23rd 2011 and uh yeah not too far away from where we're making this
2: yeah cuz um, I mean, that's I one thing that i did remember was...
0: when i first saw it right cuz it's like um a little bit like uh, <laughs> um when we talked about once upon a time in hollywood like i see the date and i kind of know what's coming when you put a date on screen um i'm with you too like i didn't know much about winehouse before i I saw the doc and um and i think i i remember some things on this rewatch but um when that date come up i was like oh i know where we are (laughs) on on this rewatch and then you have that exterior shots of england and just that gutting like photograph of like that body bag being carried into the Ambulance. And, um, the body back. Uh, Cam- I'm, I'm so I think she was in, still in, was so in uh, Camden upset. at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something else about her fame. Um, oh yeah. It was when she was on vacation on that Island. Uh, do, do y'all remember the Island that they went to as a family? Um,
2: um, I want to say that yeah. it's St. I think Saint, it's like St.
0: Lucia. St. Lucia. Something like that. Yeah. St. Yeah.
2: Lucia. That sounds right. Yeah. And, I think so. Um,
0: they, she has those fans that come up to her asking for a photograph And she's like being, she's like pretty upset about it. And, um, her dad kind of yells at her and and it's like, yeah, that's, I think that the position that she was in at that time kind of just goes to the mind, the mindset that she was trying to clear her mind. She wasn't there on like a honeymoon or something. She wasn't like shooting a music video. She's just like sort of (laughs) resting herself and uh yeah it wasn't it was like such a sad fan encounter um but not like oh well you have to be a bad sport about it it was yeah it was it was it was another step in the decline um and even i think it was in that scene when she looked like so thin and it's like her face was a little a little bit more pale than it usually was um
2: yeah yeah i mean i think i encourage everyone to like they're not great necessarily but it's worth watching a couple of her early videos from the frank era because it's like it's a different she's a different artist like she's still the same you know she still has the same like otherworldly otherworldly voice and wild amount of talent but like she looks there's like another you can you can visualize the like alternate timeline, as I think mm-hmm. I've said a couple times is like yeah, and the 10 year anniversary thing is interesting too, because they're talking about, I think I've heard that they're making something, probably mm-hmm. another doc um, mm-hmm. now that it's been 10 years, which you know my only my not my only, but one criticism that I do have of Amy, which I think is a great film. Is I think it was made very fast, um, which means for all of the processing that the people in her circle would have made, there wasn't anything. There wasn't an equivalent thing that had happened culturally, and I think that the I'm I'm interested to hear how people reappraise that time, ten years on, um, because you know Amy, they started making this film mere months after she had died and i think that that's i think it was too soon yeah so she died in july and by early 2012 they were (sighs) universal had i think approached the director to make to make the film this is after churning out the compilation album and some other special and you know they were very uh, i don't think it's a you know the same way that i showed up after she had died universal i think i think that was her label they made it really easy yes. for me to show yes, up and was. and need new yes. you know need to be directed to whatever material so yeah they were really Man, there's a lot so of immediate stuff that came out and the film you know the film didn't come out till 2015 but he had made 3 years making it
1: yeah, the thing in my head, I always just think she didn't die. and I think she died yeah. in the last deck, like twenty, like two thousand nine or something. But even that, like a few months, is so shit. Man. like we criticize Inside Job a lot about look, this is too soon. This is like I'm just gonna say this that came again. out two years. Yeah, this came out two years removed from the financial crisis, and it's all about like the effect of the financial crisis. And we all and. Me, you, and Roxanne were both, all of us were harping on, like, that's just too soon.
0: Yeah. Martin's. Also, one, so you mentioned <sighs> 2009 that you thought Winehouse passed away. I also thought that. And one thing that I may have her confused with was someone that I vividly, vividly remember passing away. And that's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson passed away in mm. 2009. That, mm. not, like, I'm just, yeah. maybe, I think that was me. But
1: no, not. you're not wrong. No, I, I think, yeah, no, that might be it. Yeah, because I, ought, it's just for some reason I'm like 2009 is the year. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like that, yeah. like maybe it's an odd number. I don't know. Like yeah. that, I just, it, it just feels right to me. Yeah. But like. I understand. a few months. Wow. I Yeah, didn't know the, um, I,
2: <sighs> the, note that I had taken down was like, uh, and I, I admittedly didn't, I don't know where I, I pulled it, but by 2012, he'd been approached by Universal and invited to make a warts and all documentary with full access to her back catalog. So it was the reason that they had access to all of the music and was because initially it was the label that had commissioned the film and her parents immediately were on board. And it was, you know, only after that the film had been made that Mitch Winehouse was like, okay, wait, (laughs) yeah, wait a second. Like, I don't look great in this film. And he, he, um, he and his wife, ex-wife, both, I don't, I don't know necessarily if it was posthumous, so I'm not going to say that it was, mm-hmm. but they each published a separate memoir about Amy Winehouse. There was a lot of that happening, oh. like a lot of, a lot of um, you know, non-Amy penned projects coming out around her death and especially after it it's one it's another it's thing It's the like, think industrial about.
1: complex we were talking about. it's like there's so many like yeah it becomes it's an its own economy at some point yeah. it's just like it's just the thing that keeps feeding off and off of each other and like continuing and continuing it's like a vicious cycle and it didn't even end after she died, like not really um I mean recently yeah. we saw this it's kind of, kind of a of... miracle that this movie is as good as it is with that caveat of few months and Universal commissioned it. It should be, like, a lifetime movie, and it's actually quite, you know, yeah. it's, like, c- crafted, like, quite well, and, like, it's, really it's uh, captivating, and yeah, it's, like, it's weird, it's this good.
0: I also mm-hmm. think it's worth mentioning that SF Kapadia uh, strictly did not want to do any sports documentaries after um, releasing Senna. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also, like, um, he was the number one choice for Amy Winehouse um, just with the one basis of not wanting to, uh, to do anything sports related. Um, Cause for those that don't know, that one's about yeah. uh, race car driving, I think.
2: Yeah. F1 F1 driver. The only other yes. connector between the two of them was they'd grown up in the same like neighborhood. Like he mm-hmm. hadn't really been a fan of hers or someone listened to her music, but like he knew of her as the celebrity the local celebrity that used to be chased around by paparazzi and um they were both like north londoners um who had that in common and i think like he Mm -hmm. felt some sort of kinship with her even if he didn't really know her at all or listen to her music
0: yeah yeah it's almost like growing up around that area you can sort of understand that viciousness even um how men and women may not be treated the, the same in the press. Um, um, a British filmmaker approaching approaching her might be different from an American filmmaker too.
2: Yeah, something we um, talked
1: about a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the difference between the Ameri- like the North American, and like the British view of Amy.
2: His big research question, he said, was just the idea that, like, okay, if this, if she was this bad. Why did nobody stop her from working? Why was she working? And why, like, that was his big research question is like, how the hell does this happen where everyone agrees on what the solution here is and why is nobody implementing it? Um, why is she still working? Why is she still touring? How does she even get on stage in Serbia to be massively embarrassed? Why is she there in the first place when, you know, the yeah. solution is a lot clearer than that? Um, like-
0: like one of the final concerts when she just like shuts down and just doesn't. It's that one. Yeah. in one Serbia. for anybody. Um, it's, it's like, she's a zoo animal <laughs> at that point. People just like chanting, sing for us, I, I think. And, um, oh, it's just so wanting it, It's, it's real. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's a hard watch. It's yeah. So much of hard this hard film is with. so upsetting. Um, so yeah. upsetting <laughs> cause she, she just, can't, she just can't do it. She, and I think that's the point when they canceled the tour. Um, Just trained to to do a specific task for people's entertainment. And when you don't fulfill that, that's when all the acclaim just disappears. And it's
1: it goes so fast. The switch, it turns off so quickly. You praise her. You love her. You're passionate. You scream for her. And the moment, the fucking moment she doesn't do what you want, you you boo her mercilessly. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting, yeah. but it's like, it's real. That's not, that's a real thing that happened, which blows my mind yeah. because it's like, it happened so quickly. And as someone who comes yeah. from the sports world, as someone who like, no, like legit, like the, oh, they're all, like, I've like at my own TV, I've like cursed at like some of my favorite players. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you kidding me? You make that play? Like it's.
0: And it's crazy. They can hear you. I love they do that. them.
1: When you do that, they they, yeah. they know you're talking. But to it's them. like I, I <laughs> admire them. They are part of my team. They have given me so much. They have like, and they do so much for the sport. And they, and they're like, and a lot of them are do, like do great things for the community. And it's like, in the heat of the moment, you just all that kind of humanity and empathy just kind of disappears. And it's kind of, it's just when you look at it. I mean, I've never, like, I would never do that to their face. Are you kidding me? But, like, yeah, right. and, but just, and seeing that at the concert is just so, it's so unnerving because it's so, it's so human, I think. That's why it's so gross. It's so human. It's such a human thing to do is to just betray someone like that in such a instant.
0: I mean, again, like, if, like, I can't, I don't, or I can't, or I don't want to imagine that happening to someone like Billie Eilish now if she just doesn't, if she just doesn't feel like it would perform
1: it would that's, i i i hate to be cynical but hang would. on hang
0: on that's us in a nutshell right there like i don't i don't want to <laughs> think about that i'm pretty cynical <laughs> um yeah that's,
1: but that's, that's like, a good point that's a so dynamic <laughs> um
0: yeah i because we've i <laughs> we've we progressed enough to for our awareness of um folks use as a celebrity um and uh, female musicians just don't have it that way, yeah. right, I think, is the message at the end of this and the message at the end of Framing Britney Spears is what I got. <laughs> I mean, a lot more than that, but that's sort of what it's boiled down to. Uh, yeah. Should we go into the other I mean, Romanese, yeah, or it's like... Do we have any more thoughts?
1: Um, Are we really yeah, bummed Cindy, out do you right have now? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, it was always going to be kind of a bummer. It was always going to be kind of a bummer, but it's yeah. a, also an insanely engaging conversation. Yeah. yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what the like ten year projects are. There's already been a slew of essays that have come out, and I'm sure there will be more as the month progresses. And then if there are films, like I I really do think that there's smarter smart things to be said still about yeah the whole story. 10 years removed from it um yeah I don't I don't think I have anything anything I want to add the the only thing I didn't say yet was it was interesting Clay that you brought up Motown because Amy's you know back circa back to black visual persona was cribbed right from like Ronnie Spector and to the point, to the extent that Ronnie Spector actually opened up a newspaper one morning and was like, "Is that me?" Because she didn't have her glasses on, but it was the same like beehive and and winged liner that she'd pulled. It's just, it's um, yeah. It's like where does the line to be like so influenced by someone or an era of music spiritually, and to have it actually play out in sort of more interesting ways than that? Totally, it's pretty. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, And the people that, like, you aspire to, the people you, like, your inspiration, like Tony Bennett or whatever, it's like, and they went through the same exact issues, and they went through the same exact career arc, but different. I mean, not same same career arc, but, like, they were in the, like, the second act, the climax of the film, so to speak, were the same, but the ending was different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we, we already said this, but it's like, it is crazy to think that it is, like, even the people who, like... They see each other. They see, they know what, like, obviously Amy must have known what t- uh, Tony Bennett went through, must have yeah, understood, yeah. like, what he went through. And she still made those same mistakes, even though he, like, she idolized him. It's um, like, yeah. it's just really this vicious cycle. It's, it's, it's some, I don't know any other word for it. It's a vicious cycle. It's just like, it keeps happening and happening, even no matter how aware of it we are.
0: Tony Bennett has this quote at the end where he's just like, life is too much worth living for like, I wish I had known to like, um, or I wish I had sent something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He found, he found a recovery where just like Amy Whitehouse it ending, um, at that point in their lives. It's, uh, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Um, yeah. and she didn't, she, she didn't like show any signs of stopping. I think we all know this. Like she had, plans to, like, form that group with Questlove and Most Deaf that she mentions. Um, that, would, that would have been fascinating.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's another thing uh, that isn't mentioned in the film. Same with the fact that she'd started a label and had mm. started to yeah. sign people to it. And there was, a, you know, like, it's not, we've said it a few times in this chat, but there was a lot that we didn't get to see she probably would have gotten up to if she'd been given mm-hmm. the chance to, so um i
0: feel like the things that yeah kind of a bummer yeah (laughs) i think the things that were skipped over would have made a memoir like if she had really like put pen to paper and been like these are the years of my life um sort of like her own miss americana but better (laughs) okay uh should we get to the nominees yeah sure yeah okay this is the year that i have actually seen the most (laughs) so i'm like yes finally we're getting to the the latter half um Winter, and by the way, said that you could uh, chime in with your thoughts on any. It just like got me off. Um, first, we have Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. This one is sort of like, oh, by I the way, uh, Oh, have you? How is it?
1: Oh, the Ukraine one? Oh, it's, I yeah. mean, it's, if you want to be more depressed after you watch Amy, <laughs> boy, I got the doc <laughs> t- for you. If <laughs> you want the to one... see an oppressed people going through a horrible tragedy that has not been solved in any kind <laughs> of way, I it's just, it's that movie, man. Yeah. It's that I'd, movie.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I've heard about it. Um, this That's the one of the five here that I haven't seen. So I'm like, I might as well just fill in that gap. Um, I also forgot to mention that Daisy Ridley and David Oyelowo are presenting here. So that's, so that it's like kind of a strange pair, but it, it's like what the things that the Oscars will do sometimes where it's like, do you have a project coming up or just had been released? Come on over here. <laughs> like, that was Oyelowo's thing. Selma, wasn't Selma in- competing in the um, the previous years?
1: Or yes, but like he must have been promoting something, or prob- was he yeah, just probably. There?
0: yeah, obviously Force Awakens. Um, yeah, like for Rid- Ridley. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, next, uh, what happened, Miss Simone? The Nina Simone documentary made the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that one's Nina Simone is one of my favorite all time artists. Um, and as of this recording, I just came from seeing Summer of Soul. So it's uh, so I'm just like I've even more Nina Simone content I've seen. <laughs> um have you guys seen that one? Or, I have
2: pretty, yeah, I, really I like remember that being, being really good. great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I mean I movie. I
2: always will watch the music ones for sure.
0: Mm, yeah, totally. Um next is The Look of Silence. This is the sequel to um Joshua Oppenheimers uh The Act of Killing. It's a It's incredible. (laughs) Just like the act of killing is, um, I've nothing but praise for it. It's, it's just like, so, so good. Um, and the final nominee was cartel land. This is the, uh, portrait of the cartel in, uh, Mexico, sort of, sort of like what Sicario the same year deals with only this time in documentary format. Um, it's pretty good. The filmmaking is really good. It's, um, it's pretty solid overall. Like I'm really happy that Amy won. Like, I don't think, even though like, I think the look of silence is extraordinary and, it, and like, just, and it, it just, just an achievement. Um, I think, I think I, I'm okay with, I'm, I'm really satisfied with Amy's win here. Um, because like recognizing, uh, Amy while she was still with us, giving her a Grammy, it's almost like we're, we're doubling down on that. And it's, Just giving the film an Oscar, just just for remembering that um, that legacy. And I'm not in. I don't know if we want to read in. I don't know if you guys want to read into this too much, but it's like, do we want to think of it giving the Oscar? It's like sort of an apology. Like, oh shit, we really did um, say some things we regret to Amy Winehouse.
2: It's an interesting thought. I haven't seen enough of the other nominees to. Except for the Nina Nina Simone one, to be able to weigh in on like the actual filmmaking, but I do think Amy uh-huh. is like a very solid film um, yeah. from like a for, like on a formal level. Yeah, same. Um, but I do I I don't think that's entirely off. I don't think that's out of the question that there was th- that that factored into Academy voters. Let's yeah. say um, totally. Who are known There's to been, yeah. make decisions that way sometimes. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. I don't know. It, the uh, post uh, the uh I can't speak. Sorry, I, that word always trips me posthumous. up too. Um, but I'll fill it in for posthumous. you. Posthumous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, it's always tricky because it's like one thing is like you want to. You want to give them something. Like, it, like it's one of those. It, at some points, it's just like we're again another human thing is like you want to just one one of them's dead and the other and the others aren't. Like uh, well, I guess Nina Simone is, but like Nina you know I, like I guess it's like. Well, but the one died of like a very tragic death, and you want like, and it feels so unfinished, and you're like, well, I, I, you want to reward it with something. It's not like you know, like if you know, a 90-year-old nominee died and, like, everyone was, like, give them the Oscar because yeah. they don't, like, they, like, or someone who's, like, also received other Oscars or whatever. It's like, it, it feels like... If Carl been Reiner had a documentary
0: that won, like, it would be a little different, you know? It's... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's when it's, like, so, feels so, like, tragic, it's, like, well, we have to, like, recognize its tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is why it was, and, and sometimes it's just kind of, like, I, I know it can feel like, well, they're just, they're not really recognizing the art, or like, they're letting their emotions get in the way, or like, they're not being like, or they're giving something less deserving. But at the end of the day, it's like, they're fucking dead. Like, I I, I hate to be that, like, blunt, but like, what, like, it's an award, and this person, yeah, and, it's a yeah, person's yeah. life. My friend, you're like,
0: pragmatic, I understand, yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, I think I'm, that we may touch on this on next week's episode, that when you see an event, when you see an individual that's very well known in the public consciousness in their life told uh, chronologically, it sort of opens up your mind a little bit more from when they were uh, in the public conscious more um, than they, than they were when, when their film came out. Cause it, once you see Winehouse in the news, like you can tune in and out, you can like, I think there's a little bit of, um, perspective that's lost um seeing her in the in the media as much as we did rather than mm. in the doc so yeah uh
1: yeah once it's, it's not it once you don't feel like it you know it's not properly well i guess it's the thing that the media like want had this narrative to really sell and if they didn't sell it they wouldn't just make as much money is that it's like they they come from such a biased angle that it's like when you remove that from it, it's like you're gonna get yeah. a better idea. That's
0: true. Yeah, yeah, there's bias. To it. But
1: then again, you could you, you could make the case that this doc itself was pretty biased. I don't know. Yeah. It, it yeah, it's, it's one of those tricky things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, but that's the that's 2015 Oscar winner. Um, do we have, have any more thoughts, or should I have you close us out?
1: I, I, I mean, Sydney, thank you so much yeah, for coming on. Sid, like you're, you're
0: the, you're the, you're the best in the business. The goat. Thank you for Never being having you. me on
2: a second time. Of course. Likewise. Yeah. Glad um, to be back.
0: Where, where can everybody find you? Hopefully um, we, we bring help. you
1: back yeah. for something a little more cheery where we can all smile <laughs> yeah, at right, the end and right. just like it's have a, a blast, but. Yeah. Under this I'll play I Gloria.
2: Think, yeah. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Gloria, yeah, we sort of went we sort of backslid into like sad territory from <laughs> disco, but um where can you find me? Uh, Twitter is the one stop shop. Yeah, if you NSA, like to plug or... in there, go go right ahead too. Yeah, so I'm at um at Sid Urbanac on Twitter and that's where I drop links to basically everything else, including my newsletter, which I write about music video culture and, in a lot of cases, pop divas and their visual endeavors of different kinds. So that's sort of it. I would say, I'm trying to take it slow this month. So yeah, if I do work, like that's where it'll go.
0: June was a lot for you, so it's good that you have that.
2: It was mind. way too much, uh, yeah. But I'm grateful for that, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I, I think I am always so enraptured by people that know so much more about a thing than I do. And you're one of those people, like, I, I mean, obviously you don't know everything, but like, for what you do know, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's just the coolest. So, um, I, I I'm genuinely like a fan of yours. So, um,
2: Oh, wow. That's very yeah, nice. I can, Same. Yeah. Same. I'm going to turn around. Um,
0: uh, I can Thank be found at much. Twitter at Jack A Draper. Um, I've writing on film, which is less lexic- less exciting than pop stars. I gotta admit, um, <laughs> at the simple cinephile, um, my own personal medium. I, I've been to cinema, et cetera. That's, that's where another piece is. Uh, this movie can be found a, a bevy of places. I think showtime, if you have it and also canopy, that's where I go. Um, Canopy like to sponsor us. We're here. (laughs) Um
1: (laughs) Canopy, um, movie, criterion. We'll we'll take all of it. We'll take all of
0: it. (laughs) Um I'm just like manifesting at this point. Like I'm doing nothing. It's just
1: all I think that's Um, good. I think that's good.
0: Uh next week, the juice is loose. Uh the glove don't fit if you don't quit. Um, do you have a catchphrase for us?
1: I mean, you just said them. I don't I, – is there another one? Is there a, um, a third one?
0: What I do know is that Dan Mecca will be here for O.J. Made in America. Um, A, a, a con- controversial winner, I, guess, I suppose. Um,
1: in the sense it's, it's not a Howard movie won. or is it a movie? Yeah, right, knows? right. We'll talk knows? about it.
0: We'll, we'll get to it. Um It'll,
1: movies,
0: it's TV. A, it's it's kind of like broke breaking our format a little because like we've never done a TV show. Hey, it broke the if Oscars wanna... format. Whatever,
1: like you know, <laughs> if like you are go we far, better than know? the Oscars? Who's to say? Like are, our our standards of... as.
3: <laughs>
1: I think a lot of people I will mean, say. I, don't know. But... I, I I trust those people's opinions. I guess. Nope. Um. Everyone can follow me at. Uh or wait, no. Wait, no, I go I go I follow me. I, I talk about me first then the podcast. Sorry, I got it confused. <laughs> Again, 430. 430 AM. Um everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. You can follow the podcast Instagram account at Exiting2010s. So you can follow uh, or you can send us an email at exiting through the 2010s at gmail.com. What you've remember, been doing a great subscribe. job at running
0: was... a of running.
1: Thank words. you. Thank you. Thank you. I try to remember. I've been, I've been a few days late once in a while. Um, but yeah, hey, no, listen, the that's Instagram cool. Thing has been
0: that's fun. better. Than being on time. Right. That's, that's like, hey, there listen, you go. Oh, hey, oh, you yeah, to, late. Like that shows it, a bit of like attitude and, it, and
1: like fashionably late. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I am. You're rejecting that's what the I schedule. Am. You're rejecting the schedule. I'm a non-conformist. If You're not, yeah, a exactly, non-conformist. exactly. I'll
0: post it when I post it.
1: <laughs> there, yeah, hell yeah, um, yeah. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars on any podcast platform you listen to us on, too. We greatly appreciate it. Retweet anything, share, share our Instagram, all the things you can do. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, that's it. Stay you safe. You can spread folks.
0: Stay good. like flyers on different telephone posts. like with our. That's you
1: it. could put a you, you can could, yeah. maybe carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons yeah. would be nice. Just put our, like a podcast. <laughs> Like, on a piece of paper and send it to a pigeon. I don't know. How do we take care carry your pigeon's work? We'll find out later. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Be good to yourself. Um, as always, trans rights are human rights. Stop Asian hate. Free Palestine. Black Lives Matter. I'll catch you all next time on Exiting Food Two 2000- Thousand.